Hello, hello. Ben Mitchell here again to bookend another Minnesota for the 2018 Click Amsterdam Animation Festival, in which attending filmmakers chat about their work with Anna Eisenbauts. This session is pretty densely packed with some fantastic animation talent, beginning with two-fifths of the Zurich-based collective Team Tumult. Benny Murad, who is at the festival with his commissioned film Big Buddy Blue, alongside co-director Frederick Siegel, who previously appeared in two other podcast Minnesota series for both Click and the Encounters Festival with his earlier film Ruben Leaves. This year he was also at Click with the animated clip Mind Invaders for the band Too Mad, alongside co-director Killian Villem, who in turn was also having his student short film Ooze screened, one of the films that came up in the last episode of the regular Squiggly Animation podcast. Then Anna's joined by recent NFTS graduate Sam Gainsborough to discuss his mixed-media film Facing It, and Jasper Kuipers with the stop-motion Finity Calling. Take it away, folks! My name is Anna Eisbauts, and um, we have a wonderful selection of filmmakers for you today. Uh, we're going to start with three friends who seem to all be working on each other's films. So I'll have them come up, please, and then uh, they can introduce... Actually, maybe they can introduce each other. Thank you. Hi. 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 Um, maybe actually just Hello. introduce yourselves. Can you um, tell us your name and which film or films you've been working on? Uh, yes, I'm uh, Frederick Siegel and I worked on two films um, on Big Body Blue with Benny and on Mind Invaders with Kilian. And actually, did sound design for Ooze as well. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, right. I worked <laughs> on all the three films. So. You've worked on everything. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I'm Benny Morar, and uh, I worked just on one film, Big Body Blue, which I co-directed with Frederick Siegel. Thank you, Benny. So I'm Killian. I'm from Switzerland as well, and um, I w I'm showing my graduation movie Ooze. And I work with Freddy together on Mind Invaders, the music video. Which screening was Big Buddy Blue in? Um, it was in the commissioned film screening. I think that was on Thursday. That was actually something that surprised me because when I was watching your films in sort of preparation, I saw this um, very beautiful, like gorgeous color palette film about a sort of a lonesome truck driver who lived his whole... It, it was miserable. Kind yeah. of, but yeah, yeah, in at a some very point like it gets very, miserable. Yeah. It gets quite miserable <laughs> when there's all of the the little candles on the on the burger. It's like that's just really sad. Yeah. No, yeah, that's not sad. And, but then there's also all of these really abstract kind of world images from space and from things that you don't recognize in mm. there as well. And then suddenly it's a Freitag commercial. It's like okay, yeah. If if all of you know Freitag is like they make bags and laptop sleeves out of. Truck used things. truck uh, tarps. Yeah. Yeah. So how did this how did this come to be? What did they ask you to do, and how much of this mm -hmm. did you guys make up yourselves? So it was like a, a carte blanche that we got for this project. They called it tarp blanche. So uh, <laughs> yeah, but they approached uh, five different studios or uh, directors and um, asked them to tell their story but in a creative way like you could do whatever you wanted the only briefing that we got was it had to be from truck till bag so that was everything that we got and then we went to visit the factory 
And um, we asked them, yeah, at what point should we show you like a storyboard or animatic? And they were like, no, 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 just uh, we want to see the finished film in the end. So yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so that's how it came to be that we can like do this super freaky stuff and tell like a sad story in a commercial, which is not very common that you can do that. Yeah, it was more like yeah. they, they wanted to have a, a branded short film. Mm -hmm. um, they even said we have the bag in the end because we thought it's nice to finish with the, with the final product. But that, that was the only thing they said. Maybe could you also ta even take the picture of like, the photography of oh, the yeah, bag yeah. out? And that was the only thing they didn't want, actually, because it felt like a com uh, commercial. Is that why there's only half a Freitag logo in there at some point as well? No, that, that's uh, cinematography. So. But uh, in the end, yeah, in the end, you see the, the Friday back. But we left it like this because mm -hmm. we think it fits the story in the end. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, what? I mean, I really enjoyed them. Uh, but why all of these strange abstract images in something that is otherwise a fairly uh, narrative and kind of? I think first of all, we just wanted to have fun uh -huh. because we had so much freedom and tried to create uh, like this weird imagery to support this surreal friendship of, of uh, the trucker and the truck. <laughs> we just totally. want to support this feeling of being friends with your truck and to like characterize the truck and make this weird world, like all the adventures they, they're going through to make it more strong, like the relationship. Yeah. All right, thank you. I suggest that we move on to, um, well, which one of you wants to go first? Kili, come on. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to talk about ooze. Yes. So ooze is a very um, well depressing film about anxiety and kind of the opposite in that sense uh, of uh, Big Buddy Blue, which it it sort of deals with the anxiety and depression head on. Like the color palette is very black and white German expressionist, and Only. then there is this <laughs> weird surreal ink blot anim inkwell animation kind of stuff happening as well. And it's a very mature kind of subject matter. And very, it must be very difficult to work on that for a whole year as your graduation film. How did you cope? What do you, do you mean with cope? What is it like? Um, well, usually when I make a film, I, I sort of dive into this whole mindset oh, okay. of the film. And then, you know, it's not always emotionally easy. And this is not... This can't have been a very easy film. It's a very... Um, it, it's a film that removes the character very much from the world that it's in. Yeah, I mean, like, actually it was really relieving to do this movie because um, I worked as an elevator boy before, before I did the studies. And it was a quite depressing time, actually, to work in this small room for 12 hours sometimes. And uh, then I had, like, a little collapse during work. And then I actually restart studying and doing something useful, like animation. And then I just used this topic for my movie. And when you're animating, you're actually also alone in your small room animating and doing your graduation movie. So it was actually quite cool. So Ex is that how you observe the people around you, the way that he's observing people around him? A little bit, yes. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> uh, but hopefully not quite as dark an ending. No, no. No. But actually the, the ending is something positive. Just like... He's not killing himself. He's just killing the job. Okay. It's like, uh, 
But it, it can be both. But for me, it's like he kills the lift boy, but actually he's like just leaving the, the elevator and go to study animation. Oh, so it's autobiographical. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's very nice. And so, uh, Frederick, you did the sound on this. Again, very different kind of vibe. How did that collaboration go? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I did your sound design. Yeah, he already <laughs> made the sound design for my film, uh, for my graduation film, mm -hmm. uh, three years ago. So, and it was, I think it was clear. We both liked no, to do sound design. It was design. like, you have to do it now for me as well. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it was, it was uh, It's like a payoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Right, because that was actually that the sound design at the beginning, like this haunting, creepy clown. You kind of already know, like, okay, some, someone's going to die. <laughs> yeah, I think so the you laughed, yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's your my voice. voice. Yeah. Oh, so. it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but it's pitched a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, I think uh, then Mind Invaders is uh, mm -hmm. coming up. It's us again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 the three of you, and then. That's no, two. Actually. Oh, that's two of you. Oh, right. Yeah, it's me and Fred. We had another. No, nope, it's third. actually not true. You you made some cleanup. Yeah, just some cleanup work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but we had a third director, Mind Invaders. We directed uh, with Etienne Mori. He's another friend of us. So, yeah. Okay. We like to work in. Yeah, because the same. I know if you, you same people. Did you guys set up a collective of some yeah, sort? Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, the two of us are in a in a collective in Zurich called Team Tumult. Mm. And um, Kilian did an artist in the residence program at our place, like just. Just having a desk. We just called it, and it was a desk yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the same office, so uh, he worked there. And that's where you, yeah. then you started working on the Mind in Ways. We film, got right? just like this uh, And then it was offer. like, oh, Freddie, can you help me with this film? Yeah, yeah, I will work with this. Yes. So do yeah. you, would you consider that all three of you, or maybe all four of you with the other director, have a shared vision on animation? Somehow, yeah. Somehow, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, we like to... I mean, we like this mix of commercial and uh, short films that you can do. Yeah, we always and try maybe, to maybe that, but I don't. Depends what your definition of vision. That's actually that was going to be my next question. <laughs> like, how do you? What is it that you share in animation between all of you? Because the films that come out, you can actually tell they were made by similar-minded yeah. people. I think it's the working progress, right? That's pretty similar. That we go can work well together since we all work in, in a similar fashion. And we are lazy, so we need help, actually. So. <laughs> I think so, yes. And, yeah, it's just mostly the style. Like, of course, of, uh, of course it's 2D animation, frame-by-frame mm -hmm. frame animation, TV paint. I think that's our most common denominator. And sometimes, mm. sometimes I think it's also the money. So if somebody gets an offer and somebody's asking, uh, if you need a job or something, then we help each other out. So mm. just yeah. like... Good. <laughs> Friends in business Money's do make division. Yes. <laughs> so looking at this, it kind of seems like the perfect mix between the two styles. It's like this black and white inkwell animation, anxiety-driven, colorful thing. So it makes sense, yeah. the collaboration, now that yeah. I know that all of that has happened. Uh, did you also get a tarp lunch from this one for the band, or is it something...? Definitely. Yeah. Who yeah. approached who? Um, actually, it was like two years ago, I was drinking beers. I was, I'm also a bartender still. <laughs> and uh, there was a guy coming in and we drank beer together till I had to close the, the bar. And it was quite funny. And he said, like, I have a band. What are you doing? And I said, like, I do animation. And then he said, okay, let's do a m music video. 
and we didn't see each other for, I don't know, one year or something. Then he said, okay, let's do it. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And then we had like three months and we just like made a quick uh, brain brainstorming about it and three months of work and it was pretty quick and spontaneous, very creative, funny, yeah, work in progress actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that kind of links it with our talk from yesterday where we talked about networking and friend making and how they're actually the same thing if you do it right. This makes total sense. So did you have contact with the band while you were making it? Uh, how much is the, the visual sort of narrative relating to the song? Yeah, we, we didn't have so much contact. It was really like just do your stuff. And it was not very well paid. So I decided like... I do what I want to do, and we have to do it quick. And also with the idea, we just like got actually the, the name, Mind Invaders. And I think we watched like this uh, Cats versus Cucumber videos on YouTube. And then Mind Invaders, Aliens. And after five minutes, I think we were pretty clear about yeah, the I topic. Think, <laughs> that actually, we have a film, uh, and the maker, Katarina, is, yeah, we're gonna, she made a film called Daka Aliens Cucumbers. So, yeah, right. um, oh. It links. Okay. After the first brainstorming, we wanted to make a much more serious film, like, and then we took too long. It took too long to think about something serious, and then we were just like, let's do something weird and more stupid. And I think that's how it turned up. Then, yeah. In the end. But it was it was nice. Very successfully weird and maybe somewhat yeah. stupid. <laughs> no, well done. Uh, thank you guys very much. Uh, thank you. We Thanks. have a long list Thanks. of filmmakers yeah. today. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Uh, wait, actually, before I let you go, are there any questions from the audience? No, they still need the coffee to kick in. All right, in that case, I am going to let you go. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, so after this... Um, Maybe let's have a little stop-motion geek out. So we have two stop-motion directors here. We have Sam Gainsberg from Facing It, and we have uh, Jasper Kuypers from Finity Cooling, and we have me as well. I'm a bit of a stop-motion geek myself. So if I can have those two gentlemen come forward, then uh, we can geek out on technique. Oh, yeah. All right, so you get all the space. I need it. I'm yeah, like, yeah, you know you do. I gained weight. <coughs> Big time, I can tell. Like uh, five years of just wins. being stuck <laughs> in a studio. Like, we're like super thin trio. <laughs> I, I think all three we of us are kind of on it. We fit in one person. Yeah. Well, look at us, luxury <laughs> space takers. Um, so uh, let's maybe watch. start with watching a little clip from uh, Facing It. And uh, oh yeah, no, sure, we, uh, we have technical on it so in in the meantime we watch we look at vacation and what that might feel like and how we've not had it in a very long time so can you relate uh, no I, I take vacations quite often actually that's why it took so long for you to finish your film yes ah, you I get, get it, it now. okay but Sam's only yeah. just graduated so he's had a, a devastating year oh, I've had uh, like I graduated in February, so oh, bloody finally hell. getting a bit of holiday. Everybody gets holiday. You holidays. get to travel to these places, yeah. so it's like we, holiday. We met in Croatia yeah. a, few, a few months ago. Yeah. That was lovely. Which festival <laughs> was that? Zagreb. Yeah. Nice. Anima Fest. Yeah. Sorry. That would make sense, yeah. 
All right. So actually, then, uh, in that case, Sam, before we watch your film, is there anything that you want us to know? Um, not, not really. I feel like I could explain kind of what it looks like, but seeing We're it, see seeing it. it in a second will take ten minutes of explaining. Yeah, me, no, fair way. enough. Um, but it I was in it was in um, selection ten, so some of you might have seen it already. It's uh, while we actually wait for it because there is something that might like a nicely prepared question that might actually be relevant before people have seen the film, which is that the art direction takes... It's, it's obviously very, very present, like the way that you've chosen to mix techniques, um, but also it takes over the story at some point. How did these two develop? Like, did the story develop before the art direction? Did the art direction come before the story, or did they develop alongside each other? So, I had the idea for the technique a long time before making the film so when I knew I was going to come around to making a film at all I knew I wanted to do this technique so through the writing process every story and every theme we were going through it was always kind of being we were always discussing those ideas in relation to what it could mean with the technique mm -hmm. I really didn't want to make a film that would just kind of be a, a gimmick because I know it's, it's kind of a uh, the visuals alone are so just you know it's pretty wacky but i really wanted the technique to be kind of the only technique you could use to tell the story so the things really grew along at the same time that's very nice to hear that is indeed something that happens so often especially in student films where well obviously this is an nfts film and it's you've done a good amount of years of studying uh but where our direction is like oh i found something pretty and then that's mm. That's it. So it's, it's very nice and refreshing and touching to see it come back in a story in such a, an evocative way. Thank you. Um, well, it's true. Uh, so there is this, this whole thing about childhood and family and how that influences the rest of your take on life. And it's, it's another take on anxiety. Like we've just seen a very anxious film and this is a very different film on anxiety, but kind of dealing with the same internal emotions is that in a s autobiographical in a similar way? <laughs> or uh, where does the inspiration for the story come from? I've done a few Q&As now and that's normally the first question everyone always asks. <laughs> is it autobiographical? Um, I think there's elements of it that are from my life and there's elements of the main character that are from me. But it's also, you know, I, I always say this, I don't feel like anyone's completely introverted or anyone's completely extroverted, but I think everyone has a real introvert in themselves at some time. So I really wanted to make a film that a lot of people could relate to. Um, in terms of, I always knew I wanted to kind of make a weird, bizarre family drama from the first day. So I knew it was going to be, you know, set within a family. Um, my family is not at all like the family you see in the film. My, the rule in my uh, household growing up was if you want to tell someone to f*** off, you do, because if you bottle it up, then it's just going to become worse. So in a way, the, the parents in the film are the absolute opposite of my parents. So um, is this your take on how you see other people growing up? Uh, it's based on people I know and other things and other, you know, you know, it's kind of taken from different people. I feel like I wanted to make a film that was, you know, where the characters weren't being who they truly wanted to, people that were repressing. I worked with a writer called Louisa Wood, and the first thing we wrote on the page when we sat down to write was the words, repression will destroy you, 
and even though the mission statement kind of morphed and moved around, that was always kind of the core of the idea, the story we wanted to tell. Because that's something that makes the NFTS a very different school from most other uh, universities and especially master courses is that it's very team focused, right? It's you, you learn how to direct a team more so than at say the RCA where it's very much the individual focused. Yeah. So how, how did you how did you approach that as like big time really directing people for the first time in such a complex film? Well, um, I mean that's that's kind of why that's why I went to the NFTS. Um, the the way the whole thing is set up is there's uh, directing fiction, directing animation, and directing documentary courses. There's eight directors on each of those courses. And then every other co course is composing or sound design or um, uh, cinematography. You know, you kind of have everyone. So by the time you come around to making the films, it's very much, it's basically like an in-house studio. Um, and that's, I, I, I'm not necessarily just into animation. My background's in screenwriting. That's what I, I did for my undergraduate. Um, so I just love filmmaking. Um, in general, so I really wanted to go to this place where I could learn to direct, work with people that are far more talented than me, and I wanted to get a taste of live action and animation, which is why it all kind of came into this film in the end. Um, but yeah, I, I re really love the NFTS. I feel like it's a one-of-a-kind place, really. Ah, well, I'm glad. A friend of mine is going there in a few months, so that is ah. really good to hear. And that kind of defeats my next question, which is that uh, every single person that I've spoken to who comes from a two-year MA, including myself, has come out of it with an absolute trauma. <laughs> but you're actually happy with your time there. It was really, really difficult. Uh, but I, I consider myself very lucky. It, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to afford to go. I was really lucky to get a scholarship. I, I just, as much as it, you know, it was the hardest I've ever worked on anything in my life, I feel extremely lucky I was in the room in the first place um, and yeah they're, they're a very it's a very giving school I don't think I could have made this film anywhere else I had a we built a pub set and that was up for the best part of a year like just even having that space alone was great and I got to do all, this, all the claymation animation in the same room that Nick Park started a Wallace, mm -hmm. Wallace and Gromit so for my own like the child me was very happy. You know? At least it didn't take you 11 years to finish it. That's a helpful no. thing, right? <laughs> Good. Well, thank you very much. For someone who nearly did take 11 years. <laughs> well, it feels like I, when, when we met six years ago, you were, you'd already just started working on this. I think you were halfway through the concept of it, maybe? I, I guess, yeah. I was yeah. writing and... So you, you bit, were, yeah. I, yeah. I think I saw there was something with puppets, yeah. and there was there were like ideas, and then yeah. Yeah. now six years later, I finally got to see it for the first time, which was great. Um, yeah. One of the first things that really struck me when I started seeing your tests, I mean, we could talk about this film for a very long time because there is so much tactile, stop motiony goodiness in there that. <laughs> uh, I could I could completely geek out, but what struck me really was the level of realism in not just the sort of the the very human design. It's almost like a Barry Perth's kind of realism, mm. uh, but also the movement, all of the subtleties and all of the the mannerisms, and it's so character driven. And yet, when you um, talked about it at the Q and A when it was first screened here a couple of days ago, I don't know if you if you were there. Um, but you mentioned that uh, Martin asked you what it was about and uh, if it was about religion or if it was about family. 
I kind of thought of it as a coming of age kind of story, but it's it's it all is. of these yeah. things. Yeah. And you gave a very beautiful answer to that. And maybe if they haven't heard that, then maybe I, you could I don't repeat remember it. What ah, I said. Okay, well in that case, I'll. I'll um, <laughs> you can repeat it. I can repeat it because it was so clever. Um, it was that you started out with a story and then you hollowed it out hmm. to the absolute bare minimum, so that it people could project their own things onto it. Yeah. But. Yeah. Then later on, you mentioned that to you, it was very much about how society deals with death. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm just summarizing yeah. what you said, yeah. uh, I hope. So there is death in the title in some way. Mm. And there is... Or time at least, I think. It's, yeah. It's time or death, but those two are kind of closely related. And for me, this relationship is interesting because we understand the concept of infinity or loops or something uh, but at the same time we have this this end to to everything and it's like where these things kind of come together something happens and i don't know that that for me that happens in animation this sounds like super weird i didn't do any drugs yet I, uh, but ah, yeah it, it kind of in a way it makes sense with it's a very very strange film let me put that out there like <laughs> it's good it's very good there's gorgeously modeled food in there, by the way, which will get you very hungry in a very strange, peculiar <laughs> sense. But hungry there is for rocks, I guess. Yeah, because really. everything, all the food is made of stone. Yeah, but, it, yeah. So but this whole idea of death, which is such a uh, well, it's almost a common theme in animation. Sure. But at the yeah. same time, you're showing it in a very different way. Can you tell us about how and why you chose to portray it in the way that you did? So I guess it has to do with how I usually work. Uh, the way I develop an idea is like uh, everybody knows how you can have this this sort of image that pops up in your head and you you feel that uh, there's some power to it, but you yeah like a dream image or it can be actually from a dream, but it can also be just uh, like during daytime and but it can be this recurring image. Um, but instead of like accepting that as being interesting, I take it and I try to deconstruct it and like try to get to the to the core of it. Why? What's there that's interesting? So I throw all the specifics away and then I try to build up a new image uh, based on that. So it's kind of like an intuitive image that I uh, analyze until it's ruined and then I build something uh, up again. So that's like a, a way of working for me. So what was uh, the image for this film? Yeah, it was. Um, Maybe it doesn't really sound like an image, but for me it was. It was um, uh, a family having uh, having like a family feud or like a squabble at the table. So they're kind of like uh, tension there. Uh, but outside, maybe they were sitting in the kitchen or something. I think. And then outside, through the windows, you could see that the city they were that the house was in was being bombed and was like burning, and everybody was dying and stuff was falling down. And they were having having this family fight uh, as if nothing's happening outside. So. And then, so what I did is I, I sort of went into that, like, what is this really about? Except that it's kind of a funny image. Um, for me, it was like that we have to draw the line somewhere of what we accept in our daily lives as, uh, uh, yeah, you know, like we all know that, that we end up as a pile of dust, so, but, but we still live on every day. So it's like how, how we have to sort of uh, make a border uh, and focus on the inside. So that's what's happening in the film. We have this inside world and everywhere there's windows so we can see there's an outside world but we ch they choose to uh, to ignore it until something happens which 
you can't ignore. So, and that's that's what what happens in the film as well. And then everybody has to deal with it, uh, just like just like we life. do in yeah yeah I guess so. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch more questions, but I shouldn't ask them because we'll be here forever. Uh, does anyone in the audience have any questions for either one of these filmmakers? Uh, thank you. I do have uh, just uh, uh, a question for for, for you. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm just uh, interested. What what character does uh, the depth have, have? So I mean, just vi vis vis uh, visualize it. Just uh, uh, nose or just uh, ears or eyes. Just I, character. I, it should be a character. It should be. It's uh, just a part of talent. Just not uh, into in, not to make it uh, subconsciousness, but make it uh, consciousness. So I'm not really sure if I understand your question. Character in uh, eyes, or it could be a different, uh, a different. Uh, um, uh, um, like uh, animal, yeah, animal. Maybe mm -hmm. it is an animal. Animation. And you mean if it's in in the film as a yeah. symbol for death? You mean for, for not a symbol, but uh, just a, a nose or just ears or just the whole body. So just character in 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 the costume. How would it uh, would it uh, look like uh, in in present days? So death. The, uh, the stalking character of death, not like uh, the skull or skeleton. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. Uh, so, so f f uh, I guess, whew, how to answer this? Uh, I guess something it's you very well you managed to avoid completely in showing. Yes, in this film. well, there's so, there's sort of. this black bird. Yeah. But Which he's not death. It's, or no, is it it's not. not. It's it's a. Uh, uh, I mean, death is not in the film, but it's. Uh, how to say this? It's. Uh, it's it's not literally about death, so we don't see him, and it's it's more that th there's a problem uh, that there, uh, nobody knows how to deal with. Uh, can be any problem. Then I made the film in a way that it, that you can um, kind of fill in the blanks yourself so it could be death it could be um, uh, war or I don't know if that answered it I, I think I, yeah, okay. I'm not sure okay okay good <laughs> alright thank you are there any other questions yeah I have a question for Sam um, uh, about facing it Obviously, you, you shot the live action first, uh, and I was wondering how you were able, when you did the claymation, how you were able to exactly match all the head positions. Were the actors in the live action wearing something that you could use as a sort of rotoscoping reference? Um, so, yeah, uh, the, on, if for the live action and the pixelation, all the actors were wearing these kind of paper mache puppets, heads that had the hair on the top. Um, but then we just brought those plates into dragon frame and essentially rotoscoped it. So we had the claymation heads were completely roughly the same size that those puppet heads were. Um, and this big plasticine head was, it was actually on a tripod that was for, a, to animate a stop motion camera. So it's like a tripod that you can bend every access, access essentially doing what a neck can do. Um, and then using that kind of sculpture, rotoscoped what we'd already shot. Um, so yeah, that, we, we did put things like tracking markers on the puppet heads, but in the end we didn't use them at all. It was all just, uh, everything was done frame by frame by eye, which is why it's a bit rough here and there. <laughs> okay, thank you.
Thank you. We have time for one last question. It was a very nice uh, question, and just uh, to, uh, to react on, on that, uh, just how much space uh, does uh, the human have? Just above, so it also not so not so much space and not so much air, and the humans are much much smaller. Um, so, what, so how big what were the size in in comparison? What are the so the, the measurements of? Uh, so everything was completely life size. Each each head in the film, rough, averagely, are about this kind of scale, um, but sometimes the heads ended up being absolutely huge because I'd be trying to build it and it'd go wrong and it'd end up being triple the size. We used half a ton of plasticine for the whole film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every like fingerprint you see is just my thumb. Yeah. How big? I was curious. I wanted to ask what scale you were working to. In that. It's uh, about one to five. So the puppets okay. are like this. Yeah, that yeah. looks amazing. I thought it was life-size. Um, so, how big the sets were? Oh, so when I was animating each different character, uh, so each character was just animated one at a time. I had two booths. I had a, this small room from out here to that desk was the size of my room. And there was one head at one end and one head at the other end and two cameras in the middle facing out. Um, and ev every time I finished a head in the film, I'd destroy it and make the next one. Yeah. All right. Well, Should thank we? you both very yeah. much. Right. And thank you. Uh, well, thanks a lot. Well, thank you. And I'll see you soon in the bar. Yeah. Thanks to Anna, as well as Benny, Frederick, Killian, Sam, and Jasper. Check out their work at bennymorad.com, fredericksegel.ch, killian-velim.jimdo.com, vimeo.com slash Sam Gainsborough, and jasperkuiperes.com. And don't forget to check out the Click Festival itself at klik.amsterdam. We've got one more of these sessions coming at you tomorrow, so hold tight till then. In the meantime, you can keep abreast of all our fine animation coverage at squiggly.co.uk, at squiggly on Twitter, squiggly magazine on Facebook, and squiggly animation on Instagram. See you again soon.